Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Final segment of today's Sons of the Shoe podcast. Don't forget, rate, subscribe, follow, everywhere you get your podcast. We are a new podcast. We uh, we beg for your patronage, especially if you're Uncle T. Yeah, we uh, definitely beg for his patronage. I, I, on the last I gotta one. say, hey, that, that episode did numbers though. Mr. T, maybe Mister T was watching because yeah. uh, decent amount of viewers on that one. I liked it. Any Uncle T's out there, even the creepers, if you just want to <laughs> Venmo us some money, we will take it. We'll get that set up. Well, but, the the, the uh, dream catchers behind you might lure them in. So that's a- yeah, I know, I know. I I look like I'm a member of Nambla with this behind me. I assure you. It is my daughter's room, and it's my my wife's. Nick getting uh, ready for another Waco over here. I, no, 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 David Caress situation. <laughs> no, nothing to worry about here. I just needed a temporary space because my wife actually had to work today. My wife. Now we get to the Michigan panic meter, and for all of those who are new to the bit, new to the show, we start at um, gray is the least level of panic, then light gray, white is neutral, then light scarlet. And then, of course, Scarlet, which is the highest level of panic. I have been in the white area this whole time, or for the last couple of weeks, and that's where I'm staying. Like, the reality is, I think Ohio State has real deficits. I don't think Michigan's perfect either. And we didn't necessarily harp on that a whole lot, because this is obviously the Michigan, or the Ohio State side of things. I think, I think, I think there are a lot of Ohio State homers out there. And I'm talking about in the media. I'm not talking about fans. Fans are allowed to be homers. But I think there's a lot of Ohio State homers going too far into what this Ohio State team has proven. I am intrigued. I expect a very close game. But to suggest that I am, I'm not as confident as I was last year, and I'm sure as not as confident as I was two years ago. And I think that has to be addressed here, but I will stay in the white. 
Uh, I'm actually going to join you in the white. I know I was in light gray. I have moved it back sort of to the middle here. Um, I don't know. I it, It's interesting to me, Nick, because I do think like this feels very similar to two years ago with the opposite sort of storylines where it's like Michigan has no chance against Ohio State. They're just the better team. They're going to blow them out of the water. And then they sort of shock the world, right? And that that, that kind of – I don't want to sound cliche and coach speaky, but I do like there, there is some sense of because Ohio state's kind of been tested and they've been through some things and they know they're not that, you know, just running gun blow you out team this year that maybe they can, they, they actually have a shot in this game. And I also always do feel like generally in this matchup, I know the last two years, Michigan kind of got away from them. Mm-hmm. There was even times that when, when Ohio state was the better team and Michigan kept it close. I think this almost is one of those throw the records out type matchups. A lot of the time, so I think it, I think they can keep it close. And as we know, in in this sport, like so, if it's a one possession game, man, anything can happen. So I I have a little bit of optimism, and more than I did probably at the start of the season, where I thought this team could lose two or three games. And I'm I'm going into it with that sort of set, that that sort of mindset. Like it would be awesome if they pull this off. It kind of feels like one of those weird years where like maybe they're going to shock everybody and people are counting them out. So they go out and they do it. And that'd be awesome. So we'll see if it happens. But I'm, I'm joining you in the white. All right. So with this, we're going to hold our predictions for uh, the very last second in the show. That brings us to fourth and short. So on first down, um, I think with Ohio, with Iowa pretty much locking up, not pretty much, they're locked in to go to the Big Ten title game. I'll ask you, can Iowa challenge either Michigan or Ohio State in the Big Ten title game? Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Uh, if it's a Michigan, I'm going to say no, because I think we'll see similar to last year. If it's Ohio state, I guess it depends on how you define challenge them. Like I could see them keeping it close. If Ohio state gets off to one of their, uh, characteristically slow starts, mm-hmm. but I think Ohio state would eventually pull away just because they have the talent to do it. And, and, you know, I was always good for like 13 points and I think Ohio state scores more than 13 points. I think Iowa can make it uncomfortable for either team. I think that defense is for real. I think ultimately they lose, but I don't see this being uh what was the Wisconsin year with Cardell where it's like 40 to nothing. Yeah. I don't I don't see it being that. Second down. Could this be or will this be uh Ohio State offensive coordinator Brian Hartline's last regular season game as the OC in Columbus? I'm going to say no. Um I think he's back at least one more year. It depends on the jobs that are out there. Like, do I think that a a team like Texas A&M is really ready to take the leap to a guy who's never even like called plays? I don't think so. Um, I think he's, I think he, I also think Ohio State's just going to back up the Brinks truck. Like, Hey, you'll hear shortly after the season ends, like, Oh, we're going to give this guy another uh, pay raise just to be our offensive coordinator. And maybe Ryan day eventually starts giving him more responsibilities as kind of time goes on. So I think he's back one more year. But I do think like the people who just blindly assume that he's never leaving Ohio State and in some you know moderate role that's not a head coach are just they have their heads up their asses. Like he interviewed for the Cincinnati job. 
Do you think that was just for shits and giggles? Like, dude, he at some point someone's gonna come calling and have the money to do it. And Ohio State's gonna have to either shift him to head coach or you know, let him go. Yeah, I think it what's tough is trying to find the right job for him. Right now, there's not a lot of jobs out there. So, you know, I don't see a Cincinnati job. I mean, obviously. Uh, Scott Satterfield, it's an unmitigated disaster, but I don't see them firing him after one year. Um, and I like trying to find like the right Big Ten job because like it, it used to be, well, okay, you're a good positional coach, you're a good coordinator in the Big Ten, go to the MAC or go to this group of five conference. Now, I mean, we, I just feel like we're seeing more and more uh, coordinators go directly to to Power yeah, Five jobs. True. And like, I don't know, would would Pitt? interest if pat narduzzi gets whacked in pit would that kind of job interest brian hartline because i'll be honest with you i think that's a really tough first job yeah. as a head coach i think i also think if you're if you're hartline like you weigh it right like do i you i feel like if you're hartline you have all the leverage because you can either say i'm gonna stay at ohio state where i'm recruiting every all the best receivers in the country have a chance to win a national championship and that's only going to increase my profile every year or go to a team like pit and struggle in your first year and all these different things. So I don't know. I don't know if he's going to make a leap like that. I think it has to be the right job for sure. I don't know if it's out. There. Like Indiana's not going to do it for him. Um, no. Let's see. Houston. I mean, I know that's where Tom Herman went, but again, I, I just, I don't think if those jobs here's, open up, I don't think there's a really great job for him. Here's a quick question. If Ryan Day gets canned, if they lose to Michigan and he gets canned, is he on the table for Ohio State to give him the job? I mean, I think he'd be on the table. I don't think he should be the first guy up. I, I think I think you approach Vrabel. I think you approach Fickle. I think you go to all the guys who've been waiting for their chance. Um, I don't think you go to Urban for obvious reasons. He's too busy <laughs> goosing young co-eds. Old Urby two ditch. Now that being said, let's move to third down. And uh, this uh, this is a moment of bliss, as it were, from Dave Holmes of WBNS in Columbus. He has rewritten the Pure Michigan campaign for the good folks in Ann Arbor. No Tim Allen on this one. No Tim Allen, although I'm sure he would have done it for the right amount of money. There's a place where the sunrise meets the horizon, where the water meets the shore. And the truth meets the trash can, where even the deepest of Great Lakes don't run as deep as the network of spies, where all your worries can just disappear, like a linebacker coach in the middle of a season. It's a state of beauty, a state of tranquility, but above all, a state of denial. We'll take your tourism dollars, we'll take your signs, but we won't take accountability. Because joining our voices together to sing Hail to the Victims... It's got to be America's team. ...is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at michiganfan.blueandon.messageforconspiracy.org. I won. It's that so was good. <laughs> um, my two favorite things were the linebacker coach disappearance line by Dave Holmes, and the second one was uh, uh, the state of denial. That those the are state the of denial is good, and they have the little Sharon uh, Moore pop-up. And then yeah. I love, I love like just the quick little pause where he has just enough time for Jim Harbaugh to sound like the oldest man ever oh. popping in. Like he's got to be America's team. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say though, they, so that, that, um, that broadcasting campaign uses the music that I think is from cider house rules, which is a movie from like 2000 with That's Toby right. McGuire and Charlize <laughs> Theron. 
which was a movie that uh, no 15 year old boy should ever like i gotta be honest with you it's a little pavlov's dog every time that i i think of that music in that movie i then think of charlize theron naked which had a profound impact on 15 year old nick wilson and i'll be honest with you action happens okay i'm not proud of it i'm a happily married man i'm not trying to be disgusting here but i'm just saying that it's so confusing to have the cider house All rules right. music be the music for the godforsaken pure michigan because every time it just moves just a little bit just enough all right well i think that we, we've had enough peens on this show to uh that's, i think we can we can table right. that that's for sure the number one peen show in all of college football number one that college means, football peen show that's that's yes not enough of that in college football uh fourth down where will ohio state be ranked this week uh they're gonna they're gonna stay where they're at. They're gonna stay too. I I don't think there's much change with. I I honestly think the bigger question is what happens with Florida State now that Jordan Travis is out. I I think that's the only change we could see. I think it's gonna be Georgia State same spot. They're gonna keep Ohio State and Michigan where they're at. Michigan had a little tougher game against Maryland. Ohio State took care of business and theirs pulled away. So it'll be two versus three going into the going into Ann Arbor this weekend. And then I think four is where it gets interesting because you have Washington who still has the best win at this point in the country. Um, and you have Oregon who I think when they meet this a second time, I think Oregon is, is poised to maybe even leapfrog them. And I think Florida state's quarterback situation really, I mean, it's hard because do you pull them out just because of that? Or do you give them a chance to prove that they still belong? That's, I guess the question. I don't know. I think Ohio State is ranked two, though. But I think next week, to your point earlier in the show, I think next week could be really intriguing if Ohio State beats Michigan. And honestly, I think it's intriguing if Michigan beats Ohio State, especially if either team wins in a blowout. And that brings us to prediction time, Spencer German, for the big game. Ohio State, mm. at the moment, I just looked, is a three-and-a-half-point dog on the road. The over-under is set at 46. Where are you going with this? Uh, I really didn't want to do this. I was trying to stay away from any predictions because uh, I've made some bad ones of late, but I'll say that makes me want you to predict it even more. I'm going to say Michigan 31 Ohio state 27. Oh, oh, did we just predict a loss young man? Wow. You should know this about me by now. I set myself up to be pleasantly surprised. So that when I come in on Saturday night uh, after the game, if they win the game, I can just be this guns ablazing, throwing out slander at Michigan, laughing at Jerome Moore, crying again. Like I'll, I'll have all the ammunition I need if they somehow pull this win off because I set myself up to be disappointed, and then I'm less disappointed if they lose. You've been the bigger homer. The ever since Sharon Moore cried, you've been the bigger homer on the show, and now you're making me set up to be the bigger homer because I have Ohio <laughs> State winning twenty four to twenty. No, you don't. You did this. I, uh, you did this just because I picked them to lose. That's nope, exactly what nope. this is. Ohio State twenty four, uh, Michigan twenty, and I am very terrified of this game. But I honestly think. Like, if you're Michigan, I, I think Marvin Harrison Jr., Travion Henderson, Mecca Buka coming back big in the Michigan game, and that Ohio State defense are enough to scare you as well. 24-20, um, Ohio State wins in the big house, and they are on to the Big Ten title the, game. Is that the, is that – no, you, you went over, too. I was going to say, is that the – Oh, no, no, no the over – so so it's uh, – I actually, I actually clear the under by two points. 
because yeah. the over is 46 points, at least as I was looking at it just two moments ago. All right, guys, once again, we're here to beg. Please rate, follow, subscribe to the Sons of the Shoe podcast, wherever you get your podcast. We're going to see if we can pump out a couple extra episodes. Of course, we're going to have the live uh, college football playoff selection show rankings uh, reaction. Good God, that was a lot of words in a row. Uh, tonight on the 92.3 The Fan YouTube channel, if you are watching this a, a day after, you can still find that under the live tab on the 92.3 The Fan YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcast. So rate follow, subscribe. Uncle T, I could still use your money, bro, even though I took Ohio State <laughs> from Michigan. I can't tell you enough. Just slide me, just buy me a really nice house and I'll just I'll just sing your praises. No sex stuff because that's not how we work here. All right, I'm not a sex worker and you wouldn't want me to be. All right, guys, Ohio State over Michigan. It's going to happen. We'll see you later in the week.